Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Fresh Out the Podcast. I am the board game guru and game master extraordinaire, Jahananan. It's me. It's me, Casualty CDG, retired child crimes and human trafficking detective turned tabletop titan and improv comedian. Professional media and movie mastermind, the fun house, Drew Munhausen. And uh, I almost said that the force is with us, but then that was just so cheesy. I couldn't even just thinking about well, now saying you said it. it. I know, but in the context of I was it. going to say it, but didn't say it. Right. Well, so now you should have said it. I should have. Um, so the force is with us today. Not right? anymore. We're talking Star Wars. <laughs> it's not with you. Yeah. Dark oh, side. We are off to uh, off to a good start off here, guys. Start, All right. <laughs> <laughs> we actually uh, started chatting about some of these Star Wars celebration announcements pre-show, and Carrie was starting to make me laugh. Uh, you know, when we were off offline, and uh, so I know. I, I so I, I made him stop so that we could save it for the show. Um, <laughs> in particular, so so. As to be clear, there was a comedy play. embargo before this started, and Jahan and I were not allowed to make any jokes. Uh, Drew wouldn't let us talk. He wouldn't let us think. Uh, there was no comedy allowed at all. We've we've been joke-free since uh, like 13 minutes just because yeah, it's been Drew. ridiculous. He was like, I'll be telling the jokes here. Mm-hmm. That's my German yes. accent. <laughs> here on Freshet Podcast, only Drew tell joke. Uh, (laughs) uh, no this is all true um and i even speak like that when i'm not on the podcast it's all 100 percent accurate yes this uh this character voice he's doing is just part of the immersive experience (laughs) for anybody who who doesn't know there's been a convention going on over the past couple days called star wars celebration because as if may the fourth isn't already enough you get to have a whole convention you know, dedicated to it, which actually I don't think they've had in a couple of years because of COVID. But uh, here we are. So there is a, I wouldn't say a surplus of Star Wars news. Like there's, there was some Star Wars news, but to me, it's all the stuff I kind of expected already. Would you guys agree? There was not nothing that like knocked my socks off necessarily. Uh, there's not a, to say I'm not excited. There's a couple things I didn't know were coming uh, that I'm pretty excited for. And... That weren't Star Wars related. And then some of the Star Wars stuff I didn't know was happening. And it's always nice to like kind of have an idea of how much is coming out. Well, let's talk some of the stuff we did know first. Or didn't know, if you're Gary, because <laughs> this is part yeah, of Yeah, I was going to say, well, there's a new show coming out, as far as I'm concerned. So they announced a long time ago that they were doing a Cassian Andor show uh, for Disney+. And I think that they filmed it. A while back. I don't know why it's taken so long or if it was a COVID delay. I, I haven't done my research there, but um, we finally have a release date on that. It's coming out in August and I, there's a trailer. That I don't drawn. know who Cassian Andor is. And, well, well, I can, uh, well, get, say what you said before about, so you watched the trailer, right? Well, I did watch the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Did that the was trailer <laughs> answer your question? No, it did not. Uh, after watching the trailer, I still don't know who Cassian Andor is, but the trailer looked pretty cool. What I did see looked pretty cool. I saw I'm... rebels and guns and cool-looking imperial rafts on giant oceans. 
Uh, like, I'm in. I don't know what it is, but I'll watch it. I'm in a very similar Millennium Falcon here, buddy. I uh, I also watched the whole trailer and still don't know who... What's his name? Or her. Or her. Andor. Andor. <laughs> it's pretty gender his neutral. Name. His name. Okay. Her. For those of you who don't know, including my fellow co-hosts here on this show today, uh, Cassian Andor is a character from the film uh, Rogue One. A Star Wars story. This was the film that came out in, gosh, what, 2016, I think? This is the, the movie that was about the group of rebels who went to steal the Death Star plans. And, I've uh, always sworn that if this movie didn't have the Star Wars title, no one would give a damn about this movie. I like it personally, but it reeks of, like, sci-fi original movie. Uh, it doesn't, it's not exciting or cool or Star Wars or anything in any way, but it is just kind of a cool squad future movie. Um, but yeah, I, I, I know what you're talking about. I know this movie. There was a big Samoan guy with like a giant laser mini gun. Mm-hmm. I disagree with everything Gary said one by one, but that's okay. <laughs> we it disagree okay. about stuff. Uh, I thought it was very Star Wars. Uh, I enjoy the allusions. To, I've never seen someone who believed in the force, uh, the way that the the one guy did, the blind guy, that couldn't use it. Man. I've never seen the blind that guy, before. AKA Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen. So this is, you know, I hate to complain about things that movies didn't do because that's not fair to to judge them on my expectations. You could just judge it on what they, they made. Yeah, but Donnie Yen is one of the greatest living martial artists of all time. And it was so, his action scenes were so lackluster that I just wish he would have been a badass Jedi. Uh, I wish that's what we could have seen when they announced Donnie Yen in Star Wars. That's what I thought we were going to get. So it's not fair for me to beat him up for that. But boy, I wish I could have had a Donnie Yen Jedi in my lifetime. That's fair. That's a fair thing to want to see. Uh, he, I mean, he wasn't, you know, the most action character, but I actually think he was one of the most, uh, the, one of the coolest Star Wars characters that I've seen. Uh, I thought he was very interesting. But yeah. There's a lot of things in Star Wars that are divisive. I think Rogue One is up there it amongst is. the top. Because to say that this movie has its defenders is, is an understatement. Like, there are people that swear by this movie that it is the best Star Wars movie. Like, it is the best made. I mean, it has hardcore defenders especially those that think it's the best at least of the modern star wars content since the disney takeover um i on the other hand was one of the people who saw it in theaters and left very underwhelmed and disappointed i have rewatched it since i like maybe within the past year i finally revisited it and i it actually was better than i i think because my expectations were managed but to me it's still like you know, I don't really have strong feelings about it one way or the other. If it wouldn't have had the awesome Darth Vader scene in Sick. the final act, it would not have been a Star Wars movie. It could have just been any generic universe. See, they, they had been talking about a Star Wars story and, like, what they're doing with that going forward. And after I saw this movie, I was like, oh, this is what they mean. It is a story that takes place in the universe. It felt like the universe to me. I thought it was really cool. And I, I was one of those people that thought it was dope. Uh, I thought it was a really good movie. And yeah, so, that, that Darth Vader scene is out of control. It's, it's so I so guess cool. we've all seen it, which yeah. is, we probably all know who Andor is then, and we just don't know that we know. 
he's he's essentially the male lead of the movie but even still like you know having watched it semi-recent he's also one of the most forgettable characters in it there's there's way other characters that are more nuanced or just have more memorable characteristics well yeah there was the awesome droid there was blind donnie yin and there was a giant samoan guy with a minigun and I believe the droid is Andor's companion. So I think the droid is going to be in this show, too, if I remember correctly. Maybe. I love droids. I think Star Wars probably has the best droids of any, uh, pretty much in any property. I, I really like the droids and how far they range in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, from the really... IG models, the, the assassin droids in, like, KOTOR. Uh, they were a lot of fun, and R2, of course, is a fun, fun... He doesn't even speak, and everybody loves that character. He's in everyone's house all across the world. Yeah, they never define how, like, intelligent they are, like, how actually sentient they are. They never define it. And so it gives them this weird humanity uh, that makes them so very interesting. But yeah, I agree. It does seem like a lot of their droids are completely free-thinking in the Star Wars world. Yeah, now that you mention that. It does. They seem like they're all alive, and it's kind of weird. But yeah, no, so the the trailer looked really cool, and I really liked... There was a lot of... There was one part in the the trailer where it was just a bunch of over-the-shoulder shots, and it kept switching the person walking. I thought that was a really cool shot. Um, It was just, you know... So basically what this Andor show looks like is some behind the scenes on the rebels getting their business together and fighting the empire. Is that sort of what we're, I I think he, I feel like I'm talking out of my ass here a little bit because I just don't know all the backstory on Cassian Andor. It looks like like you're talking out of your ass because your face looks like an entire ass also. Mm. So, I think your hands are Drew. I'm just giving the slow nod. <laughs> for, for a guy with an ass. Don't know how else to, to report. Yeah. If there were a bunch of guys with asses for faces on stage, you would probably place in first place. There's, I think that's fair to say. There's three right here, and he probably would beat both of us. So. Well I'm, said. I'm actually looking right now at the classic Wikipedia. And uh, Cassian Andor is a human male soldier, pilot, and intelligence officer who served in the Confederacy of Independent Systems during the Clone Wars. No, you described Poe Dameron and Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. That is, there is not another human male pilot rebel. Nuh-uh. That's right. He was a spy. That's right. This is coming back to me. A spy and an assassin performing many missions for the Alliance. And so he gets roped in to the crew. They all eventually die um, stealing the Death Star plan. So it only makes sense that we get a 12 episode series about him um, pre his death, which apparently... From what they've said, this will debut August 31st. It'll take place five years prior to Rogue One. And they've also confirmed that a second part is in the works with another 12 episodes later. So uh, we're going to get lots of Andor, which means that they're probably pretty confident in the show, which what y'all have said, I agree with. I thought this trailer actually looked pretty good. Looked cool. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty visually interesting. Uh, it looks like this show, or I've I read that the show doesn't rely on the... Uh, uh, what's the 
the stagecraft that they use for like Mandalorian, that special technology they use for a lot of their sets seems like this is a little bit more practical. Um, and it looked like it in the trailer. I, th- I thought I felt like that was reflected, um, but maybe that's just me. The trailer looked really good, man. It was giving me, I don't know, it gave me like strangely Lord of the Rings vibes uh, when I was looking at it. The the cities were big. There's lots of people in them, very populated. Uh, and this looks, yeah, it definitely looks like it's going to be some sort of conflict story about like you know armed conflict, uh, war going on. Um, I think it's interesting they named it after him, even though it just seems like, you know, he's just one cog in the wheel of this rebellion, because uh, he's not leading it. I just, I think it's an interesting pick that they named it after him. They could have just called it, like, Star Wars Rebellion. Yeah, it almost should have been called Rebels or something. Like, I know that's taken, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but maybe we'll see why, you know, maybe they're going to pull a tricky one on us. Like when they named it book of Boba and then made it the book of Mandalorians. Uh, maybe they're just going to pull a quick one. Yeah. It's actually a good segue. Um, because speaking of the Mandalorian, it, uh, officially has a, well, a release window. It's going to be coming in 2023 in February. So, um, you know, the past we got, I think the, Damn. The first season of Mandalorian launched with Disney Plus in November of 2019. We got season two. I think it came out earlier in October of 2020. And then in 2021, December, we got the Book of Boba Fett. So we'll get no no Mandalorian or anything in 2022. We'll get it in 2023. Fair enough. Um, which is fine. Uh, you know, we got Andor in August. We know that they're packed because you got... Andor, and then you've got you know between that and the Marvel shows, it's like we've got we've got. Obi Wan is happening right now. Obi Wan's a big event. I know it just started, but we're gonna look back at this and be like, oh yeah, Obi Wan was a huge thing, a huge Star Wars moment. Mm-hmm. And I actually uh, there was something I wanted to read for you, Gary, in particular regarding Mandalorian season three because they showed, I guess, a sizzle reel, some footage at Star Wars Celebration. Pod, race, uh, pod, race, pod, race! Yes, true. What I'm reading is from Collider, and they said some things. We're treated to a first look at Mandalore in live action. Pod, race. A a shot of uh, Din Djarin shown flying towards the ruins of the once-thriving glorious homeworld of the Mandalorians. But, But here's what I'm getting to. We also get to see three adorable Anzellan, which... Many may remember is the type of creature that was Babu Frick in oh, The Rise of Skywalker. Shit. Oh shit! I don't mean to curse anybody who's got kids in the room. I apologize, but oh dang! I don't know if you guys know Babu Frick, but that's the only reason to watch the ninth Star Wars movie. So uh, we will get. Apparently, Babu Frick is a alien race called an Anzellan, and we're getting some Anzellan in uh mandalorian season three so there you go this is great news the only thing they need to do is give me some pods now like this the mandalorian is fan service turned up to 10 or 11 it's the best piece of star wars anything ever um and not to harken back to andor but that trailer of andor showed a lot of really cool settings uh that's what jahan was saying the giant cities and big sprawls and stuff like that even if Andor isn't a great show, I think it's just going to be so chock full of awesome locations and scenes and settings, uh, sort of like Dune was, where everything is just this huge cinematography moment. 
Andor seemed to have a lot of really cool Star Wars settings like that as well. Yeah, I'm really excited for that because I was just thinking about this yesterday because we, you know, in Obi-Wan, we get to see a little bit of civilization, uh, but you also see a lot of Tatooine. And I was just thinking, I was like, this is like a giant uh, galactic system, right? Huge mega cities, hundreds and thousands of alien races and home worlds. And we see like 30 different pieces of media that are centered on Tatooine, the barren desert. And it's like, man, Boba Fett was almost all on Tatooine. Yeah, exactly. Like (laughs) they keep on using Tatooine and like Tatooine is cool. But man, how do you say this? I was thinking about this the other day too. What if the map in in your head? I don't know a lot about, about the Star Wars galaxy map, right? But what if the only place to like lay over in deep space is Tatooine because it's the only habitable planet out there, and it may not be the best, but it's sort of just in the middle of the rest, and you have a long run to make to get there and a long run to make to get away from there. So once you're there, you, you, you're kind of stuck there for a while. I sort mean, of like sure, the Wild West. even if they have a reason, it's just like, damn, man, like, I want to see thinking, these megacities. I'm with you. Coruscant's awesome. Why have I seen nine movies on Tatooine when I could see two or three more in Coruscant? Put me on the streets. Let me see the crime. I see Jakku. I do really like... I do really like the idea of Tatooine being the extended layover of the of the Star Wars universe, where like, you got to go and switch ships, but it's you the bus terminal, right? hours, like, a few days. Well, it's the it's the bus station for the galaxy. So Why actually, else would you go to Tatooine? I pulled up a map, all right, of um, the Star Wars galaxy. Tatooine is on a main shipping lane, but there's lots of other planets near it. In this shipping lane, it's definitely not a layover spot. It's a place you could totally avoid if you wanted to. No, and I, I hate would. sand. I hate sand. Yeah, I think I would not go there if I lived in that galaxy far, far away. <laughs> and then and then they showed us a new planet, Jakku, which is just Tatooine. <laughs> right! Oh my god! I was so mad that Jakku's just Tatooine. Oh, Why man. even? Just put... <laughs> just make it Tatooine. <laughs> Just put her on Tatooine, and then yeah. actually, uh, at the at Star Wars, uh, the, at the theme parks in, in Disney World, Disneyland, you know the the Star Wars area the is actually yeah. its its own planet, uh, you, you know, because everything Disney has its own storylines. But that planet looks pretty pretty similar to Tatooine and Jakku as well. But it's called Batu. So well, if, it, if it didn't look like a desert, it wouldn't look like Star Wars because that's where. But yeah, I'm happy that they seem to be doing non-desert related activities. Oh, don't forget, there's always Hoth. <laughs> that's true. You know, if you want to get away from the sand, just go straight to ice. <laughs> just go straight to you a know, desert of frost and snow. You kid, but it it would be different enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> It's just two horrible planets to choose from. Yeah, it's really funny. And then anytime um, they go to a habit, like a nice planet, it's like one scene. And they're like, we got to get out of this place. To, the worst thing is if you go to Naboo, because then it's a super nice place, but you end up meeting Gungans. Mm. Gary's a Gungan racist. That's why they glassed that place, man. It's the only right thing the Empire ever did. Got rid of the Gungans. Oh, boy. It's the, I wish George Lucas would have taken a note from himself. 
The conversation <laughs> devolving into Gungan talk is a perfect segue for me to to move to uh, something else expected. I was kind of waiting for during Star Wars Celebration was, uh, you know, I was a really big fan of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, the video game that came out in, mm. uh, what, 2019? Is that when it came out? I think that's right. Yeah. And uh, they've been working on a sequel. They haven't been hiding that fact. And so we finally got our first look at it. But it was just, you know a CG trailer, uh, but it's called Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Um, it has a 2023 release window. That's all it said. I'm going to guess that's meaning probably late 2023, probably, probably. fall fall time would be my assumption. Uh, and, and while I'm excited, I loved the first game, so I've, I'm going to play this one, but I was hoping to at least get some gameplay or whatnot. I watched the trailer, but it's just dark kind of brooding and you see some figures and uh you know there's somebody in a tank i just there wasn't too much for me to take away from this trailer to be honest just you know we got to show you yeah, something here it is it was just that was my trailer uh, i i'm excited too i i want i mean to pick up the second uh, the first one again i didn't beat it the first time around uh but it was a really good game and um the second one looks dope and it sounds like it kind of takes place. Ironically, we're talking about Obi Wan, and this, this game kind of takes place at the same time period as the show that we just were introduced to. Because this, you know, it's while he's being hunt, he's a Jedi and he's being hunted and that kind of stuff. So there, that's kind of neat. There has been talk that uh, Cal will be in the Star Wars Disney universe. There has been talk. I've I've heard talk. We shall see. I would. I, mean, I yeah, think it would be really cool. I, I, you know, nothing's off the table from what we've seen so far in these Disney Plus shows, as far as I'm concerned. You know, getting live action Cad Bane and characters like that straight from the animation, it just, anything could happen. Well, yeah, one of the, one of the I forget who it was, but someone was interviewed uh, during Star Wars Celebration, and she said uh, that, like, they have every intention of diving into the deep lore for uh, upcoming projects and that's exciting because the deep lore is where it's at in star wars man i didn't even know right. so i've been finding out more about deep lore of star wars i didn't realize that there were dark force creatures did you know this mm-hmm. i did not know this yeah there are like demons there there mm-hmm. are force demons uh one of them's name is abolith which is a sick name uh and like the old gods or whatever arranged the Kessel run essentially with all those uh, black holes that are all in sequence as a prison for her. So they, that's what, the, that's what Kessel is. And I don't know, man, it's like when you get deep into the star Wars lore, it gets bananas. And I, I'm excited to see some of that come to the mainstream. Yeah. There's a lot of really cool, dark old gods and dark magic and things that predate the, the Jedi order uh, that they had to like rise up and defeat the dark creatures and things like that. Uh, and where is that story? That's the story we want to see enough about the Skywalkers, but here we are again, back into the Skywalker era uh, with some more of these shows happening in their timeline. It's okay. And I'm excited for these shows, but with such a rich universe and like Jahan said, with such cool uh, old lore, uh, I, I've always wanted to see the Sith done right. Instead, we've just, you know, Palpatine is the strongest Sith we ever see. And he's a really weird bad guy. 
Uh, he's not menacing. He's not scary or terrifying. We just kind of all give him a pass because we know he's powerful and Star Wars means something to us. But he's kind of a crap villain in the grand scheme of things. He's uh, he's cheesy. He's a bad actor. He's not cool. Let's we, let's get some more awesome Star Wars villains and go back to some ancient Sith. Ancient Sith where that for sure. I agree. Uh, but yeah, I, I I could go forever in the future of Star Wars and never see another Skywalker. I'd be okay. Agreed. Agreed. Well, and speaking of non Skywalker saga, did you like that? Uh... That transition. Getting too. good transitions, man. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm working on it. Um, so start, talking about some new stuff, one of the big ones is a, a show was announced, Star Wars Skeleton Crew. Uh, mm-hmm. Announced for 2023, starring Jude Law. He'll be entering the Star Wars universe, which I mean, so this, this guy... Is this one like Star Wars Zombies? It's, it's not. I see what you did there, Skeleton You crew. shut up. Don't joke about that. Jude Law jumping from <laughs> Marvel. He was in Captain Marvel, then... Now, then he's been playing young Dumbledore over in Harry Potter land, and now he's jumping to Star Wars. This guy is just franchise jumping all over the place here recently. Uh, but yeah, it says Star Wars uh, skeleton crew created by Spider-Man No Way Home's John Watts and Christopher Ford. So that's interesting. And produced by John Favreau and Dave Filoni, which, you know, of course, they're, they're like kind of the brains behind these Star Wars Disney Plus shows. Uh, it says... It'll follow a group of 10-year-old kids from a small planet who get lost in the galaxy far, far away and must try to find their way home. The story will take place after Star Wars Return of the Jedi and will fit within the timeline uh, the Mandalorian and Ahsoka take place in. So just that, I thought it was interesting, uh, that last part there, and we were talking about this a little bit off, off mic also, is that, you know, the stuff that Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni are really creating for the, the Disney Plus TV world of Star Wars, so that little sector of Star Wars. You've got The Mandalorian, Ahsoka, and now this. We had Book of Boba Fett. They, they're really playing around right in this post-Return of the Jedi area, but it makes sense because if you have all these shows taking place at the same time, you can have all these characters they've introduced in their new shows crossing over with one another because, you know, you're going to get more excited if you see whether it's Bo-Katan or Ahsoka or Mandalorian himself show up in Skeleton Crew also, or, you know, or even Boba Fett shows up in it. I, I don't know. It just, it makes sense that they're putting all of these new shows in that same time period because you can create your own little cinematic universe, so to say, within the Disney Plus shows. I mean, obviously it's all Star Wars, so it's all connected anyway, but, you know, really have character overlap. Is it connected by the Force, Drew? Oh, indeed. <laughs> indeed. We're all connected by the Force. So this this show, Star Wars Bones, um, <laughs> I, I have no... Star I don't Bones. know. I don't know. Star Bones. I don't know what to think about Star Bones. I don't know if there's really anything to think. I mean, literally right now, I'm looking at the promo uh, image. A it's just a logo and a picture of Jude Law. And that's it. That's Aaron. all we're getting. And like regular Jude Law. He's not in costume. All right, right. Well, given that I don't, <laughs> I don't handsome. care about Jude Law one way or the other. I just don't. I'm not excited. You know what I mean? I I have no feelings about Starbones right now. You know, I'm looking at uh, this picture Law, of Jude Sherlock Law Holmes, or Jude Law in Sherlock Holmes. Do not like him as Dumbledore. You know, I'm staring at this picture of him. He's given this look, and it's like kind of a stern look, but he, but it's also <clears throat> his lips are very 
you know supple and he's got this little shadow of of uh of uh, stubble that's like really nice he's got a little bit of of chest hair he's got almost a little bit of a receding hairline but it's like in a very handsome kind of way you know it's it's yeah, I'm just getting entranced by this image of him. And then I look over at my monitor and I see Gary and it's uncanny right now. <laughs> the resemblance. Uh, for yeah, those I was trying you know, to... Gary is trying to mimic the headshot physically. Yeah, I was trying to do what Drew was describing and I think I nailed it. I think you nailed it too. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I've been told that I look like a supple-lipped Jude Law before, so... <laughs> Doing that uh, wet mouth of yours. <laughs> I like that mouth. I like your wet mouth. <laughs> Telling someone their mouth looks wet <laughs> is a surefire way to make everyone uncomfortable. Let's see, I'm trying to think. Is there any other big announcements from this show that y'all for have Star been Wars specifically? In? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I know they're doing more animated stuff, uh, but I don't really follow a lot of that, surprisingly. Um, I want to get into Star Wars Rebels. I hear it's really good, but, like, I was told to watch Clone Wars, and, like, the first few seasons of Clone Wars is a slog. Um, Bro, I'm right there with you. uh, I talked about Clone Wars, like, weeks, probably months ago, after Boba Fett. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to watch this. And I think I watched about seven episodes it's before hard, I just man. It is already not, dropped off. Not and and I want to watch that before Rebels, too, because I hear Rebels is actually really good. I might just say fuck it and uh, watch Rebels. Uh, but yeah. it's... It's just... It's, you, could, yeah. you could always watch Rebels, and then if it's good enough, then go back and watch Clone Wars. It's because true. what if you're... What if you're doing all this work for something that's not that's worth just it? Mediocre <laughs> in the first place. I'm just surprised I can't do it. I watched all of Naruto. Like that's <laughs> that's not an easy watch either. It's not One Piece, but man, like I I have some torture under my belt here. It's uh, no bleach. <laughs> I mean, even I the really mainstream anime too. Like, like if you go back and watch the old seasons of Dragon Ball Z and how many episodes there are where just absolutely nothing mm-hmm. happened. There's just episode after episode of them looking for the Dragon Balls, and maybe there's some small conflict that happens. Those are just, fine. It's brutal. the power up levels I, I watched, for me. I watched all of that happily too. Have you there watched is not Super? a single Disney channel show that i was growing up when disney channel existed maybe it still does they didn't have a single good show none of them none of them period there's not a single one that i missed that was a good show and Uh, star wars goes star wars goes right in there with it gargoyles gargoyles was disney was it yeah i I thought Gargoyles, Gargoyles gargoyles was disney's first attempt at an animated drama Yes. I thought it came on Nickelodeon yeah. after Blue's Clues. Mm-mm. It's Disney. It's well, on Disney Plus right now. Uh, but it yeah, is yeah, on Disney right. Plus, and I did watch I, uh, the I first episode some, of that. I know me some Gargoyles. Gargoyles go hard, bro. Gargoyles is one of the one of the greatest animated series. I'm thinking of that era of it's like, like Phineas, Phineas and Ferb and this Star Wars show, sort of when we were like 13 growing up. The, there was, you know, Lizzie McGuire... Uh, 
maybe even Stevens, stuff like that was on Disney Channel, and it was just a pass. You could pass everything on Disney Channel at that time. What's the year we're talking about here? All about that stuff. That's the sad part. Like, I was all... I Ugh. liked that stuff. I did, too. Man. Uh... But like What's I wasn't, I wasn't obsessed with it. But I did like it. I watched all of it. Uh, I watched all the original movies too. You know, like Halloween Town, all that stuff. Yeah, Halloween Town really Two, Calabar, Break. Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. Disney Channel. What year are we talking about? Two thousand like one. I didn't like all of them though. There were a bunch of shows like yeah. the famous Jet Jackson. I thought was pretty garbage. Yeah. I couldn't remember the name of that one. That's right, that Jet guy? Jackson. You know, you know what happened to that guy, right? Yeah, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> It's pretty sad. <laughs> he got promoted. Also... He did get promoted. <laughs> he gave himself a promotion. Yeah. Like, there was also him. a show where these kids would wear a like an old ratty jersey and they would become like a sports superstar. I liked that one too. I think it was actually just called the Jersey. Okay. Remember, uh, remember that space one? There were two of them. I there was a... that girl. She went to space and lived in a space station, and she was like a rich white girl. That was a Xenon. Xenon of the 21st century, yeah. Once there you go. Uh, yeah, also trash. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Make my heart go boom, boom. My I was not Nova. I was not oh, about right. that Xenon life, I, I will say. I did not like those. That was one of, that was one of my kid crashes that was when I was growing Luckily, Halloween Town, though, all good. I know you mentioned that earlier, Jahan. That was all good with Halloween Town. Mm. Hocus Pocus was like the better version of Halloween Town. There was one movie that had uh, Dave Coulier in it, and he was the dad, and his son turned into a mermaid. That's that was a thing. Oh man, that movie sucked. You're right. <laughs> oh it was boy, called, like, Splash or something. Yeah, that movie was really bad. The boy mermaid. I can't remember what it was called. That, oh boy. Yeah, I he actually, was on swim team. He was a boy on swim team, and he turned into a mermaid because he was yeah. already a mermaid. Right. No. Right, but in but in in this Disney Channel original movie Mermaid Land, when you go through puberty, is when you start getting your scales. Yeah. Before that, be oh boy. Where's where are we going? What's happening, you guys? <laughs> oh boy, well, we're like forty five minutes was, into this and talking about Disney on. Channel original movies. It was called the Thirteenth Year, and the reason yeah. we're talking about it is because <laughs> they're bringing that character into the Star Wars universe. <laughs> I would be all about that crossover show. Let's let's get that one. Finally, something we can all agree on. Bro, I want that. I would love podcast. I would love Disney, Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon each to do like their Super Smash Brothers show. Like I would love for all of their universe to coalesce in a nonstop action uh, show that's just full of references. I would watch the crap out of that. John, you know how I was talking about Predator and Craven the other week? Yeah. Check this out. Predator and Ewoks. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. That's it. It's that, a Predator on indoor. Be... He's just going hog wild. See, no, I think it would be more like an extraterrestrial home alone. Oh, yes! They would be pranking him with Like, he would be trying to murder them, but they'd be like, ha-ha, like, untouchable. Oh. Man, you're onto something. I there. am onto something. Uh, we'll talk Disney. Call me. There's, a, there's also a Lego <laughs> Star Wars. I'm just. I'm finally going back to it. A Lego Star Wars Disney Plus special. Don't really care about that. There's a kid show, um, like a High Republic era kid show that's called Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Disney Plus. So that's some other things. And there were some other non Star Wars announcements like they showed the first image from indiana jones 5 there was a new willow trailer yes um, you know 
that kind of stuff. I wasn't going to talk about that stuff too much because I was trying to keep this show uh, more, you know, on on track with Star Wars. But we did just speak about Disney Channel original movies. So if there's anything you all want to comment on those before we jump over to Obi-Wan, feel free, you know, to say your piece. Uh, So Willow looks great. Uh, I I can't believe how good it actually looks. Uh, That movie when it came out, was huge for little baby nerd Jahan. I was always like this. Uh, And I was always, like, my mom knew that I liked fantasy stuff, so anything fantasy got put in front of me. And Willow was one of those great, great movie, classic fantasy. It still holds up. uh, You know, some some of the effects are a little rough, but it's still good. Um, I hate to break it to you, but in my eyes, you still are... Little baby nerd Jahan. I am a little baby nerd Jahan. It's okay. I hate to break it to you, but Willow does not still hold up because Willow never held up because it's trash. <laughs> Willow was but always good, and you're trash. I, I'm looking forward to the new Willow, uh, the new imagining. It's a sequel, right? Uh, far down yeah, the line. Yeah, it's a sequel. Yeah. Yeah, it's, he, it's he's not, not going a, through uh, his magic training again, no. No, it's not a reboot. Uh, it's just a, a far-down-the-line right. sequel, which I like that. that That's intriguing yeah. to me. If this would have been a Willow remake with new actors and things, I, I think I would be less I, excited. I would be much less excited, too. Like but The fact back, that Warwick is coming Warwick back... Warwick Davis, yeah, bringing him back as Willow is big time. Old he, is Warwick Davis now? Uh, um, 70, maybe 80-something? No he, way. Yeah, he's only 52. Okay, yeah. he's not nearly as old really? as I thought he was. Yeah, that's How way too old. did Willow come out? 52 years old. Willow came out in 1988. So he would have only been about... Wait, wait, wait. Is that right? Yeah, he would have been 18 when he made Willow? Uh, that makes sense. Okay, uh, he was very young when he did Willow. That makes sense. He does play a young character. It's just hard to tell uh, how old he was. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, Willow came out in '88, so he probably would have been even younger when filming it. So 17. That was the year I was born. born. Yay! Warwick Davis actually ruined one of my favorite TV shows. Which one? An Idiot Abroad. All right, they added him to it. Yep, they added him in the third season as like a second main character, and it was just it did it it was bad. Yeah. They added a celebrity so that they could say it had a celebrity, I guess. I don't know if that ruined the show. I think they just had trouble with the show, and he was trying to save it, and it didn't work. Uh, I, like I, loved, I loved the show, and adding him show's really as funny. a main character didn't do anything for the show at all. What's that guy's formatted. name? That guy's an idiot. Carl, right? Yeah, that that's exactly it. Uh, but yeah, so I'm excited for Willow. Uh, love Warwick Davis. And then the other thing that I... That, you know, is rumored that will never happen is the Jordan Peele uh, gargoyles. That's that's a thing that he's been wanting to do for a long time. That's something I would like to see. But as far as these announcements go, I think that wraps it up for me. No, I this sorry, I'm still stuck on Warwick Davis because I was looking at his filmography because I always knew he was Wicket. Also, the the Ewok in Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. but Return of the Jedi came out in '83. So that means he would have been like twelve years old filming Star Wars: Return Makes of the sense. Jedi, yeah. playing Wicket. That's crazy. Good for him. Well, yeah, that's awesome. Anyway, sorry, I was still stuck on that. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I guess that's about it for Star Wars celebration. Um, do you guys want to talk about Obi Wan? Yeah, yeah, I can talk about Obi Wan. 
Yeah, I watched I watched Obi Wan and Obi Two, so I could talk about both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did to, mention to the next one. at the top of the show that we were going to be speaking about it, but the episode title when it's up will have that in there, so it should be pretty obvious that we were going to be talking about Obi Wan. And uh, I, I mean, I guess so. The first two episodes are out. You know, they actually ended up dropping them a little bit earlier than expected. They were available um, pretty early on Thursday evening. Um. So I actually did not stay up and watch them that night. Gary, you did, didn't you? I did. And it's not that I stayed up so much as those are my normal hours of existence. Right. Uh, And I realized at some point that it's coming out tomorrow. And I was like, oh, Disney Plus, when they say tomorrow, they usually mean at midnight on the dot. Um, But it actually came out even earlier than midnight on the dot. It was out by like they They usually launch midnight pacific time so usually for us their new shows like the marvel shows don't don't launch until 2 a.m our time and i think it ended up coming out around 11 p.m our time so yeah they dropped it about three hours earlier Mm -hmm. yeah they did and i i watched them i had watched them both before i went to bed i watched um, one before i went to bed watched the other one the next day we didn't talk about this before we started recording but how do y'all want to do do we just want to jump in full spoilers from the get-go do we want to give a brief you know Thoughts, non-spoiler thoughts, then get into it? How do y'all want to do this? So, without spoiling, uh, I was asked yesterday, or maybe the day before, what I thought about it with no spoilers. And what I think about Obi-Wan is that you, the general you, you will like it, but I do not. And and that's my review of Obi-Wan. That's it, with no spoilers. Yeah, I so this isn't an original thought, um, which a lot of things I say are an original thoughts, but that's neither here nor there. Um, this, <laughs> uh, this, there's been some people saying like, why are we getting an Obi One show? Like that's unnecessary. You know, you're just filling in pieces that we didn't need. Blah 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 blah. And that being said, like, yeah, you're probably right, but I thought this was pretty good, considering. So, yeah. So I. So far, I have my issues with the show. Sounds conflicted. I am conflicted. I'm not. I'm not outright like, oh, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. It's not by any means. Uh, It's Star Wars. It's cool. Uh, Ewan McGregor's back, which is awesome. The like a lot of the original. You know, they brought back original actor. Cool. Uh, But I don't know. I don't know that this show. This show's cool, and it definitely talks about one of the coolest eras in Star Wars history that I've always wanted to see more of after Order uh, 66 and all that stuff. Um, but so far, the show hasn't wowed me. The, the the villains, the Inquisitors, are pretty lackluster, um, especially compared to having just come off Book of Boba and having come off those great villains, uh, coming off the Hut twins and the bounty hunters, uh, the Inquisitors are not threatening. Oh, the they're not. Hunters. They're not very terrifying. They're not very to me. Uh, they're not imposing like you know dark Jedi or or Sith. Um, so it's kind of a throwaway villain to me. First off, and they're not very engaging. And then. Um, like you said, did you need to fill in this time? Did you need to fill in these decades? When I was watching the show, I'm thinking about the characters and I'm like, well, I know you're not going to get hurt. I know you're not going to die. I know there are no high stakes here. 
like it is kind of weird to be watching this part of the adventure when we know that nothing goes wrong. Everything is fine. We know that everything is fine because we've already seen it. Yeah. Um, so it, it does, but it, it's, 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 yeah, this show exists in a weird place and I'm not totally on board yet. Um, but once we start talking spoilers, there was definitely something in season two that I loved. Uh, it just, or episode two, I mean, it just may not have been, you know, it's, it's not worth the series Obi-Wan existing yet, I guess. Uh, and you know, I'm not a fan of Ewan McGregor. That's right. I forget that you're not. Yeah. And I mean, like, I feel like the argument of, oh, this isn't necessary. We don't need this. Like, I get it. You could say that about a lot. And we're in the era mm -hmm. of like franchises, franchises. How can we expand our franchises? And if this is an era where they can create some more lore, tap into some things, I get it. So I, it's like I get both sides of the argument. But I, it sounds like based on what y'all said, I'm probably the highest on this. Like, I got I thought... I thought the first episode in particular was really strong and I thought the second episode was pretty good, but maybe a little less strong, but there were a lot of things I liked in both. So let's just go ahead and jump into spoilers, if that's cool, which, yeah. which I mean, just starting from the beginning, first and foremost, I thought <laughs> the recap they did at the beginning of the first episode that kind of showed scenes from the prequels. I was like, man, this makes the prequels look really good. <laughs> like, it was a really good cut. It was like, a good man. Cut. I want to watch the prequels. This makes them look really good and intriguing. Man, I thought it felt super soap opera y. Ah, uh, yeah, but I mean, it. I mean, it is right. Star but, Wars. <laughs> yeah, it felt like it to me. And you're right. It is. It's all the space opera. So of course it's a soap opera. But. Uh, I felt that I, I when when you caught me up, it was like last week on General Children, <laughs> last week on Star Wars nine one one zero. I thought I also thought it was a really good recap, uh, and what, all I almost started watching some of the prequels, and then I was like, no, they're bad. And then... <laughs> yeah, don't do that. And then we're immediately thrust in because there's the whole scene where the Inquisitors come in to Tatooine look, looking for Jedi. You, you're kind of under the impression they're looking for Obi-Wan, but then you realize quickly there's another Jedi there who's actually played by Benny Safdie of the Safdie Brothers. They're, uh, uh, if you don't know who the Safdie Brothers are, they directed Uncut Gems most recently. So they're pretty well known for that and Good Times, some other movies I really like, but Benny Safdie... Uh, does a lot of acting as well. But yeah, he was the Jedi that appeared in this first scene. So I, I thought that was neat, if you know the history there. Um, yeah, and then by the time that they showed Obi-Wan for the first time, I, I actually took some notes and I put... Obi-Wan looking a bit stage makeup-y with a question mark. <laughs> like, just his beard and everything. I think to me, uh, some of it looked just a little heavy on stage makeup. Is I've that just was been it standing just me? out here in the desert working on being a model? It looks like I'm taking meat from this giant ray, but what I'm really doing is applying it to my face as a cream. <laughs> I did uh, like the giant space ray that was crashed on the planet that he was harvesting. That was a nice touch. I thought that Me was too. cool. Yeah, that was a good little touch, for sure. I don't know why there's a thing that they do that in Star Wars where there's giant crate dragon skeletons or a big dead crate dragon, you know, whatever. And seeing that, I don't know why I think that's cool in Star mm -hmm. Wars on these planets where there's like a giant dead creature that has been, you know whether it's hollowed out and made into like a building or they're, they're harvesting it, you know, for food, whatever. I don't know why I think that that's really cool in sci-fi things in general. 
Well, I'll tell you why you think it's cool. Because it is, my yeah. friend. It I, doesn't matter what the giant dead creature is. Harvesting giant dead creature parts is awesome. I used a giant dead creature as a building in the game we played last night in Modern Age. Dang. Or even um, like Guardians of the Galaxy having nowhere be inside the giant celestial that's head. That's really you that's know, stuff one. like that. I don't know. I just think that's one of my of favorites. Stuff. That's one of my favorite examples for sure. Uh, yeah, no, so I like that part a lot. Uh, the Inquisitor's first impressions, I thought they presented strong at first. I thought it was cool. Uh, I liked that the head guy was like mind gamesing people, you know, and it worked. Uh, it actually worked. And then, uh, well, I guess it didn't. It was the one chick losing her shit and just lashing out. Uh, yeah, she kind of, she, her, her like itch to get Obi-Wan, I guess, to prove herself to Vader or whatever, whatever this determination is behind her, I almost find to be a bit annoying. I'm like, okay, like, so, I get it. You want Obi-Wan. All right. I still think that maybe she's one of the escaped Jedi as a kid from the no. temple, and maybe she has a bone to pick with him. I feel like they have some kind of past history that might be sort of compelling, but I think her performance is a lot less compelling than that character's story might be. That's actually a good point. She looks kind of young. Like, she mm -hmm. could have been, you know, a 12-year-old or 13-year-old there that, that is now, like, in her young 20s working for the Sith. I could see that. That's, yeah, and, that's a good point. And maybe they all, you know, relied on the Jedi Masters and the Jedi Council to keep them safe, so she has some harbored resentment towards that. Uh, and she knows that Obi-Wan's out there alive somewhere. So there's it's more to her than just making the kill. Uh, it's personal. I actually agree with this theory. I think that that might be the case because she definitely has something personal against him uh i was fine with her initial shows of anger uh her uh, impulsiveness but it wore thin quick uh and like she just what she wouldn't listen to any orders you know what i mean like that doesn't sound right for the sith like they would have murdered her like a long, mm -hmm. you know they would have killed her a lot sooner i feel mm -hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly right and like the Sith they just I mean are they they're not really Sith they're dark no. Jedi right those and so, they might not even be dark Jedis they're just Jedi hunters right Jedi so hunters. they have some sort of force ability uh, I think that was shown but maybe not all three of them even yeah that's fair maybe they just but it's just it seems I feel like those types of characters really need to hit a certain level of, uh, you have, to, you have to write them to be, you know, smart and cunning and devious and, like, have depth and, you know, be f scary. They need to be intimidated. And they didn't really feel that scary. Uh, no, like, she's got Kylo Ren disorder where you're not actually scary, you're just throwing temper tantrums. Good comparison. A little I hadn't bit. even yeah, thought about that, that's but you're a good dead point. on. Yeah. Apparently, I don't know, whoever's writing for these Dark Jedis are... You know, they they have a toddler at home or something like nothing scarier than temper tantrums. I mean, maybe that's exactly right. Uh, it it's just I don't know. It's boring at a certain point. It's boring. Uh, I thought it was cool in the second episode, like her plan. I'm not going to get too much into it now. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. I mean, you can though, because we're talking about the villains. Because I almost commented on this too. Like, obviously, the of the Inquisitors, the one because we're talking spoilers, so might as well rip. Yeah, the that's off. fair. 
you know, we're talking about the Inquisitors, and there's the one that's kind of billed as being the, the lead of the Inquisitors, and, and you, <laughs> you see less of him than you do of of the girl we're talking about, which I don't know their names, unfortunately. And She's she obviously the third sister. I know that. Yeah, their uh, third sister and fifth brother is the the guy with the cool hat. I don't know. Okay. I don't the know Asian the, guy. Yeah, the Asian guy. And then, yeah, he know. looks dope. He looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the main guy, I don't know. Yeah. So oh, he's a Grand Inquisitor. He's Grand Inquisitor. When those uh, characters stepped off the ship, I looked at my wife and I was like, so that guy's going to die first, huh? <laughs> the Grand Inquisitor, he just straight up reeks of die first vibes. So, well, sure enough, and he and he does. So that makes me think like, okay, obviously you're, you're what'd you call her? The third sister? Yes. Is that mm-hmm. what she said? You know, they're kind of making her, building her maybe to be the main villain, which of course you've got Vader lurking in the shadows of all this, right? Like Vader's the big bad here. And we, we get the glimpse of him at the Vader. very end, which now I do feel like I'm jumping ahead, like you said. But um, let's, let's uh, I can, can kind of wind it back because sure. with, these shows obviously when mandalorian launched we didn't know what it was about what was happening and the big surprise at the end of episode one was grogu you know the baby yoda and and even in boba fett you know mandalorian was in that we didn't know that was going to happen there's always the big thing and i guess the thing in obi-wan which i didn't know they were going to do is getting all the the lung excuse me the young leia stuff young leia being kidnapped is kind of the like driving point behind the whole storyline that's happening which i had no idea that young leia was even going to be in the show me neither i was also very surprised but it makes a lot of sense uh i was talking about this recently i think with gary uh and it makes a lot of sense because you know in uh a new hope she already knows ben you know she already knows obi-wan kenobi that's her like oh shit i'm in trouble this is my 911, and that's you know, so I guess that's this is where that happens, and it's kind of cool to see. Same thought, so I felt the same way. I was like, Oh, I do kind of like the fact that now in A New Hope, I feel like there's more behind her. Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. Like, she has been helped by him before, he was her only hope in the past, and so she sends a message to him again. You know, I, I did, I liked that too. I, I got something out of you know that. what i did not do you know what surprised me uh uncle owen after that whole scene in the bazaar which i actually thought was a decent scene uh i had my issues with it you know empty threats are stupid i don't know it was it was a whole thing but uh when it came to light that obi-wan wanted to train luke if he presented like with abilities like, I, that was a revelation to me. I didn't realize that was on the table ever. I didn't realize that Owen was like, no, you can't train him in the Force. Uh, which, wow, what a dickhead. But also, when you live through the Inquisitions, I guess it kind of makes sense. You don't want your kid to, you know, be lit on fire and decapitated or whatever. So I did think Leia's uh, little droid rules. It almost looks like a little ladybug droid. That's what I... <laughs> just kept to me you can already buy them you can already buy them huh go figure (laughs) there'll be a lego set of it next year and you know it'll be everything yeah no i like leia uh that kid's adorable first off uh second off i believed that that was leia she was very uh you know what do you call it precocious i don't know she's very like 
not Damn, following so the rules. To, she had a lot of, yeah, yeah. She was she was she was tenacious. She was a little, you know yeah. she was a little troublemaker. Uh, she's also very smart and very shrewd. The way she tears her cousin apart was pretty funny. Uh, uh, yeah, I put in my notes throwing bows at her at her cousin, which I have a note on that too. So this was my read of it. Tell me if I'm wrong. Um, which it's kind of, you know, it's like. Uh, rectifying at the past i guess in a way because obviously we know from return of the jedi and of course from the sequel trilogy that that leia was force sensitive you yes. know and uh and even trained with luke at some point and all the, all that kind of stuff which obviously in in a new hope and return of the or excuse me and empire strikes back there's nothing really to suggest that leia is force sensitive in any of that. But now you're, we're seeing her as a little girl. And my take on it was like her intuition about people, her ability to read people or know what they're feeling. I'm assuming that's all due to the force and her being it force could sensitive. Be. That was my read on it. Like it that's be. why she knew her cousin's deep thoughts and how he was like, that's the force that I don't know if that's right, but that was my read. I think that's just the fact that she's highly intelligent and wise. I don't, I didn't get any force sensitivity from that, but it could be. There was a line. There were two lines in the second episode that were just stupid. They were straight up bad. One of them, she's she's talking, she's making some sass, and he looks at her, Obi-Wan looks at young Leia, and he's like, how old are you? And she goes, 10? But he knows because, you know, he's been watching the twins his entire life. He just bought Luke a birthday present. He doesn't need to ask Leia how old she is. That was stupid. That was for the viewers that were like, how old is that sassy kid? Uh, Obi-Wan answered it for you. That's dumb writing. That stuck out to me, too. I kind of thought, you know, obviously he knows that I I was able to laugh at the line for what it was because he's obviously like uh, making the comment of she's wise beyond her years. But at the same time, it it does come across kind of stupid. So I don't I don't disagree with you. Um, There was another one, too. Uh, let me try to think of it. Uh, while we're here, episode two, uh, I loved the cameo. Absolutely loved the Jedi introduced in the beginning of episode two. Yeah. Yes. As soon as I heard his voice, I looked up and I was like, is that Camille Nanjiani on my TV right now? And then the camera pans up across the table. And lo and behold, it's my boy, Camille Nanjiani. Yeah. This was also one of my favorite things of the first two episodes, especially because they were pretty hush hush on what his role was going to be in this sh- in the series. But there were some brief glimpses of him in the trailers that looked like he was wearing Jedi robes, kind of led you to believe that he's going to be a Jedi. The fact that he's a, a hustler <laughs> pretending to be a Jedi. So good. And he's the so perfect good. guy for it. It was hilarious. I was laughing pretty hard. Uh, his character is great. His character is great. One of my favorite parts about the show so far. I was so happy that Kumail Nanjiani was going to be a Jedi. And then I was even more happy, so much more happy that he was just a con man Jedi. That was even better. It was too perfect. It was perfect. Perfect. Oh, I remember the other thing that was dumb. Uh, So Leia's piecing it all together and she's like, so they lured you here or they lured me here just to capture you. And he's like, that's right. And she's like, well, then how do I know you're not the kidnapper? And then she starts running away. And I'm like, what? You just pieced it together that they lured you here to get him. That's how you know he's not the kidnapper. You said it. You did it. You. Uh, 
Uh, that, He's yeah, ten. Okay. Come on, man. I'm good. I'm the, back. That sequence is a little rough, uh, for sure. It's funny when she's running across the tops of the roof, uh, and then she falls, and I think that was a little much. I don't think that, you know, she's supposed to be this smart kid, and she leaps to her death. It's all the build-up <laughs> to he's finally got to use the Force for yes, the first time but in, in presumably ten years. In setting this up, they degrade her character character's intelligence by making her jump to her death because she's so stupid like of course yeah, you can't make that jump run Y'all away are so from the mean. Guy. she's 10 i have how many times are we gonna have to keep saying she's 10 you can't keep calling her stupid how i'm not were you when i'm you were saying she's smart but they made her seem dumb so that they could have this aha moment about the force so what I you're think... saying is the writers don't know how to write a 10 year old and they're dumb yes yeah, that's right. I'm saying there was some bad writing in that whole sequence there, yes. I also, everyone knows I don't like Ewan McGregor. I didn't really need an Obi-Wan show. I didn't know So far, Obi-Wan. like, when she falls off a building, she's not going to die, right? Because that's Princess Leia. So I didn't care. I wasn't excited. He's not going to die. She's not going to die. Nobody gets hurt. Nothing's going to matter, really, by the end of this. Uh, we We know how this turns out. Um, it is kind of like and, in a vacuum, yeah. It's very yeah, and it's it, and it's not just in a vacuum like the way that Moon Knight was, right? Moon Knight exists in the Marvel world right now. It's happening right now, so it could tie in anywhere, anytime, anyhow. But yeah. this Obi Wan isn't happening right now. It already happened between two things that are established and set in stone. Um, we know that Obi-Wan and Vader aren't going to have some awesome giant lightsaber duel where one dies uh, or where one gets their arm cut off or their hand cut off because we know how this turns out. We It's like watching Game of Thrones I mean, again. That's just, because, that's just like, apparently the problem with, with prequels, sure. Uh, but, so the thing that makes that not necessarily the case is that they keep on making these shows. They might make other shows in this particular time frame that might affect other shows. Uh, and so it is possible that these things touch. But I, I definitely get your gripe. The only way that it really starts to matter is if they're going to introduce new characters into Obi-Wan that cross over shows, change plots, and then die. But it looks like instead... It's Obi-Wan and Leia on a planet of bounty hunters, which, man, does that sound cool. But I never wanted an Ewan McGregor show where his partner was a mouthy little girl who jumped off buildings to get herself killed. Uh, so far, pretty bad buddy cop movie. Speaking of new characters, my next note, I have Flea, dot, 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 Bro. convincing child abductor. Yeah, Flea... Actually, I think did a good job. I think he was uh, a solid villain. I believed it. I believed yeah. that he was a scuzzhead. Yeah, it was totally dope. Uh, and I didn't realize it was him until I saw it in the uh, the credits. It just said Flea. And I was like, was that Flea from the Red Hot Chili? Oh, I knew as soon as he <laughs> shot. I'm like, that's Flea. That's hilarious. I didn't even put it together until right now. Uh, but it makes sense because Flea kind of always looked like a convincing child abductor. <laughs> right. right. Which um, he had the good death, death, excuse me, the good death of the spinning lightsaber of doom, um, which I liked. That, that was so dumb. Oh, I liked that. 
They, no, that was lightsaber hilt has a cool circle around it. You know, it's got to spin around. Yeah, those God, are the that's... those those are the Inquisitor lightsabers. That's what they look like. Yeah, like the that. spinning was dumb, not the lightsaber. No, you're dumb. Well, the whole I point, know. The whole point. I'm of sorry. That I'm sorry. I, I I don't want to sink to those those low. Insults. No, I'm sorry. I you're right. I am dumb, and it takes dumb to know dumb, and that's a dumb fucking scene. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to comment on this earlier. I um, didn't want to forget. Ta- speaking about uh, Kumail Nanjiani, if you read interviews with him, uh, you know, he was just in Eternals, which obviously not our favorite MCU movie, but still, he's in Terrible. it. Um, and now in this, and if you ever read interviews with him, he is just a massive fanboy yes. any, anyway. Like, the fact that he gets to play a Marvel superhero, the fact that he gets to be in Star Wars, you can just tell this guy is overjoyed to be a part of this. And I was just yeah. thinking of, like, when it showed him first on screen, uh, and I thought he was a Jedi for a split second, I was like, man, good for good for him. You know how pumped he had to be in real life to, to be playing a Jedi. And then to find out he's a hustler, I'm like, oh, this is just even better. Like, he has to be so pumped. For this character and it's just so perfectly him um so much fun i just i know we already talked about how much we liked it but i just wanted to add that because it just adds on to how much yeah I no i mean he's yeah he's one of us that got to go to the big show man it's cool it's definitely i'm happy for him too uh i mean i'd be thrilled to get to do something like that too i would lose my mind if i got if- to be in lord of the rings or you know even if it was like how stephen colbert was in uh the the second Hobbit movie. No, he's in the first one. He's in, I, I can't remember which one he's in. He's in the first one. Uh, no, it might have been the second But either way, Stephen Colbert is in that movie. And, you know, I'd be thrilled to. Um, and then uh, the, the other thing to comment on, so obviously at the end, I mentioned this briefly, and now we're back to it, but the very end of the episode, we get that little tease of... Hayden Christensen, obviously in lots of prosthetic, burn, death, Darth Vader makeup. Those, those actually aren't prosthetics. They burned him really bad for this season. Man, that's crazy because he looked really good at Star yeah. Wars Celebration. Yeah, well, the, yeah, exactly. They they actually gave him some vitamin uh, E oil afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, and you just get that brief glimpse of him, eyes opening, and then he still gets the Ant Hayden Christensen uh, credit at the end of the episode. Um, good for him, Hayden Christensen coming back, maybe for some redemption. We'll have to see. I mean, I'm just under the—I was under the impression in the show that he's just going to be in the Vader suit the whole time, and so we're not even going to see him. Are we going to actually see some Vader talking without his mask? type stuff or you think that what we saw in this one is, is about it i mean so here's you never see vader not wear his mask in like the movies he's always has it on he's always talking through it's it his head from behind That's once about it. yeah but he's weird head massage machine thingy in those movies he's a lot older right now he's a little younger he might be able to have his mask off for periods of time who knows but i i don't really want to look at his face it's gross <laughs> You guys ever seen that video uh, where it's Vader in that chair and it's like linked to a harmonica song? 
and uh, it's like the original movies vader and it's that back view and then shows the chair coming up and then it's like fast forward rewind of vader and it looks like he's playing a harmonica and they're trying to talk to him and the chamber keeps closing and opening uh it's pretty good i gotta send it to you guys <laughs> oh if you uh link me a youtube link i'll link it in the show notes too why not great um, any other things stick out to you about the first couple episodes of Obi-Wan? I know we kind of jumped around, but, you know, it's just a lot of thoughts all around. I got to, um, hey, I was happy to see my boy Jimmy Smith's back as Bail Organa. That was all good. Leo's dead? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, original actor for that, too. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I think the last thing that I saw him in was back in his run on Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> Last thing I saw him in, I I do believe he was on Brooklyn Nine Nine as the father of what's her name, uh, Detective Santiago. I take it back. I forgot he was in In the Heights that came out last year. He's in that movie, and he's pretty good in it. Uh, but yeah, no, the show was fine, and I don't. Know, I'm not sold on it yet. It's not my favorite thing. It's watchable. It's Star Wars. I'll keep watching it, but yeah, it's definitely not. It. All the other Star Wars shows have set a bar that this is not hidden. Yeah, I completely agree. This this show's not as good as the other ones. I'm not super excited for it, uh, and I think I'm going to stick with my original review, which the non-spoiler version is, you're going to like it, and I don't like it very much. I'm one of the people you're talking about because I did like it. I thought these were two pretty strong first two episodes. I actually thought the first two episodes of this were stronger than the first two episodes of Book of Boba Fett. So I would rank this higher than that already. Now, granted, we're not going to get a uh, a Mandalorian turn here that eventually uh, that you know immediately elevates the show for me like it did with Boba Fett. But um, I don't know. I thought these were two pretty fun first two episodes with um you know i'm happy i'm happy to see ewan mcgregor back i'm happy to see him doing star wars not being directed by george lucas so seeing you know maybe a little bit more acting chops on display there uh you know i'm, I'm looking forward to see where it goes and how they build because i know you mentioned some issues with with villains but i'm interested in seeing where they go with the villains because i'm just not even convinced we've seen the ultimate villain threat yet. So I don't know. I'm just willing to give the show some room. The ultimate villain threat is Vader waiting in orbit. Uh, The threat we're dealing with now is an inquisitor and the third sister. She reminds me of the Luke cage villain from the second part of season one. She's just sucks the charisma from the screen. She's boring. She's flat. Uh, And now we're going to see an army of bounty hunters, I guess, which could be really cool if they even really go that route. It sounds like they are. It sounds like bounty hunter planet. Uh, But that sounds real cool on paper. Let's just see what they do with it. Uh, I'd like to remind everyone that Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor were the stars of the worst Star Wars movies. (laughs) All of them. And I'm not excited to see either one of them on the screen more. And then they paired Ewan McGregor with a little girl. I have uh, mixed feelings about all of that as well. Uh, didn't they? But they escaped bounty hunter planet, right? I mean, they're in orbit, right? Hmm. So they they're not even. Away. Yeah, they got away. So you could have done bounty hunter planet. It could have been the whole series. It would have been awesome. <laughs> you just wanted them to stay there. I'm. I am all for. Let's see new different locations. So 
See, I think you know. I think he, like next episode he's turning her in to her parents. So okay, I was thinking we were setting out for a, a buddy cop drama f- or, or series for ten episodes of this. No, I don't think so. Interested to see. I, I I agree. I don't necessarily want this to be a six episode escort mission like from a video game because you know nobody likes those. Um, maybe he does get her there and then something new arises or villains follow him there, but at least then he's not, you know, escorting a little girl. Yeah. We'll see. I gave it a big old, I like it. Let's see where it's going. That's my, that's my review. I gave it, uh, I kind of like it. Uh, I will agree that it did in fact come out of the box. I don't know if it's certified fresh out the box, but it came out of a box. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah, that's I'll all, say, all so maybe between all of our reviews, we'll say it's fresh out the box, but it's not certified fresh out the box yet. It's just kind of fresh. It is fresh. Fair? It's new. Is that fair? Yeah, it's fair enough. Gary it is fresh. I might put it back in the box, though. That's see, it might maybe it's not out the box, then maybe it's just <laughs> fresh. I might all put right. it back in. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Well, um,. Anything else from you guys? No, I don't think so. I think that's it for this week. Uh, So I guess thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, This has been Fresh Out the Podcast. I'm Jahananon at RockFact on Twitter. It's me, CasualtyCDG, and you can find me at CasualtyCDG on social medias. If you like tabletop role-playing games, or you have any friends, family, or even if you meet a stranger that likes tabletop role-playing games, why don't you tell them about Fresh Out the Box? John and I play non-Dungeons and Dragons tabletop games with sort of a horror and improv comedy spin on it every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 p.m. until 11 p.m. Central Standard Time on twitch.tv backslash Jahananon. You can also search Fresh Out the Box TTRPG on Google. And that'll pop right up with our YouTube, which we have. That's cool news for us. Um, that's I think that's all I have. Drew Munhausen, at Drew Munhausen on Twitter. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there on the internet right now talking Star Wars, talking Obi-Wan. But if you were here listening to us, whether this is today or tomorrow or a week from now or whatever it is, thank you. Thank you for choosing to listen to us. We appreciate your time. If you liked it, you'll catch us next week on our podcast. We will be talking Top Gun. We'll be talking Stranger Things. We'll be talking George Carlin. We've got a lot of stuff coming up. And so catch us next time on Fresh Out the Podcast. Stay fresh. <laughs>